This is this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is a poor substitute for therapy, but an excellent substitute for other podcasts. We're not like other podcasts. Join us as we find the answers to the universe's biggest questions like is butter a carb? Does crying burn calories? And what the fuck am I doing with my life? We're here to be your part-time therapist, astrologer, concierge doctor, and fairy godmother. Do you need someone to validate you today? Cool, cool, cool. Come on in. We're fine. This is fine. Welcome, welcome back, beautiful angels, my This Is Fine community. This is your host, Dominique. How are y'all doing today? We're jumping into Scorpio season, and this year, that also means we are in eclipse season. If you know a teensy bit about astrology, eclipse season can sound like a terrifying phrase, and it kind of is. Eclipse season is intense, but we are going to walk you through it, share a bit of advice, and impart some intel about how you can harness the power of this energy. Your eclipse season survival guide is here, courtesy of master astrologer, cosmic queen, oracular astrology educator, Shannon Aganza. Shannon is about to share some heavier info, so buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride today, folks. Maybe get yourself a nice soft blanket or a comfort Starbucks, grab your dog or a crystal, whatever makes you feel good. All right. Are you ready? Let's go. Shannon, welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. We start off all of our episodes, as you know, with the same question. Are you fine today? Do you want an honest answer? I mean, I think, okay, to be transparent with our listeners, neither of us are fine today. (laughs) We're both uh, doing our best. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. And we're uh, we're moving into fine. We're we're finding our inner fine. If you need me, you can find me at the end of my rope. Thank you very much. We're doing amazing. So yeah, the, the this is fine energy today is very much <laughs> this is fine while my house is burning down around me. And that really brings us into the very, I was going to say light topic, <laughs> super light topic of eclipse season. So uh, ladies and gents, if you are not familiar with eclipses or what eclipse season means, we're going to get into that. It begins October 25th and is going through roughly November 8th. Shannon will explain all of that in much more specific and precise detail. But Shannon, let's get it started with a quick vocab lesson. (laughs) Vocab. (laughs) What is an eclipse? Okay. So eclipses happen when we have the sun, moon, earth all in alignment with each other. So we're at that, there's an ecliptic where um, everything lines up when the sun and moon crosses this, it kind of, you know, these rotation patterns happen at a diagonal, not like a how we think of a straight linear. So these nodal points, the nodes being crossing points, migrate, they spend about a year and a half in each pair of signs. And wherever we have on one side, it's the same on the other. Okay. So within that, within, uh, you know, the signs, we are always working with a pair. Right. And so wherever these nodes are, and then I'll explain what nodes, like literally what they are, that's where we are working on an accelerated level where things are brought up to the surface in a more rapid way. And the south node is sort of the place where we're working to vent, to clear. Release. And the north node is where we are 
um, like moving towards it, it offers the remedy okay. and sort of we're looking at like, um, you know, like we work to synthesize those polarities. And right now we're in the cycle of North, the North node is in Taurus and the South node is in Scorpio. So where South node Scorpio comes in, it just, it, it's happy place for South node because the South node loves the efficiency of Scorpio. The digesting and releasing. (laughs) The clearing. Composting. Eradicating. Right. The destruction. (laughs) And just removal. Right. Like the removal of what no longer works. Right. And if you remember from a previous episode, I think it was the moon episode, we talked about how Scorpio is the ruler, the zodiacal ruler of the colon. So literally expelling what's not working anymore. Right. And if we look at the nodes with the model of the head of the dragon and the tail of the dragon, Mm -hmm. the head of the dragon, that's an Indian astrology reference. They they look at the dragon head where the north node is, is consuming. It's the mouth. Like, what more do I need? And then we look at the tail, (laughs) the south node of exactly what are, what are we releasing? What do we yeah, what are we pooping out? <laughs> are we letting leave our Perfect. life. So you mentioned that this is working with something on an accelerated pace. So we have a new moon and a full moon every single month, right? Yes. But when they align with the nodes, as you were mentioning, that's when it's an eclipse. So we yes. get like a regular kind of lesson every month, but then when it gets to the nodes and the eclipses, that's like the boot camp. Yeah, things moving at a more rapid pace. It's more efficient to what we need. And because it is a uh, full moon, new moon, a lunation timed event, that means now the cycle that we're in, it's going to be when the sun is in Scorpio or the sun is in Taurus. Right. And so we've already had our first set back in May, spring. Yeah. And now this will be our second set and we will get a third set. That's generally the rule because it's a year and a half. Oh, right. And we get eclipses about every six months. Okay. So we'll get another one back in Taurus season in the coming spring. Okay. Exactly. And that one's not going to be like this As gnarly. Okay. (laughs) This one's intense. Like there's no wiggling out. And, And let me just a little bit, another level of like the, the anatomy of working with eclipses is we're looking to synthesize these polarities. The south node kind of holds the patterns within the soul record that hold those, like even gifts, um, skills, talents, but also patterns that we may need to resolve and heal in order to integrate. And so... Just that's true in your own chart. We all right. have a south node and north node. So we know when we look at the south node, we have that which we're working on through our life. And then we have the ones that come up during, you know, these timed events. And let me specify this as well, that it's really the Scorpios, the Tauruses, the Aquarians, and the Leos okay. that have the strongest, most intimate connection with this polarity. And so that's for people with those rising signs, sun signs both? 
any strong planet okay. in those signs are going to get an upgrade. Okay, so if you have strong fixed energy in your chart, yes. you're feeling it. You're feeling it. <laughs> okay. And also, well, we can break this down too, that if it's in Scorpio, we know we're doing a lot of roto-rooter work. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. we're clearing. Cleaning house. Which is, you know, really to be embraced. Yeah. Gives me goosebumps. I mean, I love a good clean out. <laughs> yes. And, and we get to clear things that, aren't just of this lifetime. Like with with the Scorpio, Scorpio has no, uh, like it's like, okay, you process this lifetime. I'm still here. We're going to keep going. Wow. You know, okay. it'll st- which is good. It's good. And then people who have strong Taurus. So again, if you look at your chart, you see if there are any planets right. in any of these signs. So Scorpio planets, ascendant, even midheaven. What am I doing in my career? Maybe I need to reframe how I'm doing it. Yeah. The Taurus tribe are getting information of, I need to go in this direction. And it is, it can sometimes even be jarring on that because North nodes are considered more of like a on the benefic side right. and South node would be considered malefic, malefic when right. we've talked about that. Not being, malefic being course correct, correction. Not scary. Not scary. <laughs> malefic being you know, working constructively. Yeah, like disciplinarian almost. Like well, you got to have the not discipline. In scorp- not in Scorp, not uh, when we're talking about that. This is pure clearing okay. for your betterment. Yeah. Doesn't... Doing the work to make you better. Yes. Okay. And then the both Leo and Aquarius, they might not feel it as intensely like the thumb is on you, but they might... It, it's a square, so what does square do? Tension. We're just in the class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tension challenge. Yeah. You feel challenged. You got to do the like work. You got to do the, do the work. But and it's you a might, fixed square. It's a fixed square, which are usually the most non-bending. Right. And so... Unyielding. <laughs> unyielding. And so there can be a stubbornness there, but the trying to will through it or not to, but that's like feeling challenged from outside of the world. Like, no, you need to do this. And so... You know, just learning to flow with it, which really, as we get into this, this particular set of eclipses, the planets that we have involved in these two, you know, lunations, definitely we're doing the work. It is that, like, I think of it in terms of, like, the the parent helping the child clean their room. It's like, we're going to do this. I will yeah. help you. You got to do this. We'll but do we're together. doing this. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's getting done. This okay. is not not getting done. And speaking of planets in Scorpio, I'm just thinking generationally, millennials for the most part all have Pluto in Scorpio. Does that have any bearing on like that's generational. Okay, so, so it's not as not much like that personal the, no. like tension of like having your son yeah. or your Mars there. That that's your next class. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you will learn to <laughs> just jumping ahead a little bit. Distinguish <laughs> between personal planets generational and generational planets. planets. Okay. planets. Cool. But it does take me into the next statement that I was going to make about like if you do have like more of an outer planet, but also if you don't have any planets in okay. these configurations we're looking at collective patterns. Okay. Nodes are the thing, you've probably heard me say this on this podcast before. If we've talked nodes, I feel like we have. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> that when I want to take the pulse of where everybody is, what are mm. what is the thing that joins everyone, everybody on the planet? It would be the nodes. What are we collectively working on? So... Yeah, that it's like one of the eclipses falls on 
a voting day. That brings some stuff in there, and which will be interesting because just, just glancing at it, the planet Uranus is going to be right on it. The big disruptor <laughs> planet, for those of you who are less familiar with Uranus. <laughs> but also the unexpected. Yeah. So <laughs> especially unexpected. Yeah. So we don't, and it, that could go in either direction. You yeah. know, we don't know, but it, I think it will be a disruptor. So yeah, when we're looking, so we know what the south node is and the north node, again, so all of us are clearing Scorpio type things. What are Scorpio things? Intensity, power. In, um, imbalance of power. Psychology. Like deep psychological wounds, yeah, going through those, yeah, like emotional, yeah, emotional, right, patterns that have been held in place for a really long time. Okay. The hidden, right? What's beneath the surface? What's beneath the surface? Transformation, death, rebirth. Yeah, okay. all all those key words, and then <laughs> Taurus is, studying all your PDFs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like wow, well, that, that sounds great. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> It's so funny. I've been so guilty of that so many times. <laughs> I that's do it too. Amazing. That's Literally, brilliant. Nina, like, Nina did that to me. She said something and she's like, I loved this quote. I was like, that's amazing. And she's like, you literally wrote it. I'm like, oh. That's the best. Oops. I love it. Okay, um, so Scorpio keywords, now moving into Taurus keywords. So on a whole, we're all doing that work. Yeah. Clearing, looking at things, mm-hmm. you know, and then North Node is just grounding, seeing the truth, like, okay. I, and Taurus, sorry, yeah. Taurus quality, just like even simplifying, like that's yeah. my keyword. It's like simplify, simplify, not adding more. Okay. Removing things and seeing things for what they are, yeah. like that's it right there. It kind of feels like everything's back to basics. like Back to basics and removing the noise. Yeah. The chatter. The clutter. The clutter. And that's the thing. So we also have Mars going retrograde right after the first eclipse. Right. Okay. In late October. And on October 30th. Okay. At 25 degrees. Spooky season. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that, you know, speaking of you know, even media noise because it's Mm. in Gemini. So it's like, oh, the voices and everybody fighting for, you know, their their little words being, yeah, heard and without their depth. And so it is uh, like technically direct, about to go retrograde on the first one, and then at 25 degrees, Gemini. And then when it starts its retrograde, it will still be at that 25 degrees. So we have the ruler, the Mars planet, ruling the south node. Scorpio. Stationary. Okay. Not like, because this is a thing. Someday we'll do a podcast on the anatomy of Mm -hmm. a retrograde. Oh, yeah, I love that. And the thing of it is, is when a planet is stationed in either direction, stationed to go back or stationed to go forward, that can sometimes be more problematic than even a retrograde planet because oh, at least it has motion. Okay. So we're standing still. So yeah. there there could be a lot of benefit with this because it is like calming, you know, hopefully you can go inside and stop. You know what I mean? Right. Before you act <laughs> because yeah. that's Mars who wants to be really volatile right. with Especially words, using words as weapons. Yeah, like erratic words. Yeah. In Mars. Exactly. Yeah. With it's Mars. Wor- yeah. Words as weapons. Yeah. Okay. And then going, oops, 
<laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. So some foot so and mouth. Hopefully that will create some pause. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it's a car, like it's the foot's on the brake and you're putting yes. it in reverse. Yes, exactly. And this is the thing. This is where Taurus acts as a corrective measure. Got it. Because it is this sort of balance. It creates a balance. It's a remedy for the unconsciousness of Scorpio where it's like, or that hidden stuff or that deeply buried anger that's trying to come. And I, the negative patterning, like we can have some negative. And Scorpios, do not hear that you're those things. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's that it's the south node. When the south node is in any sign, it's working on the shadow side of that sign. Oh, that's any good sign. Intel. So okay. I'm not picking on Scorpio. Yeah. If anything, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm really grateful. I am grateful because we have lived like society has felt just on edge yeah. for <laughs> yeah. some time. And this is like root cause type stuff. We want the root cause. We don't yeah. want to keep falsely medicating. Right. Putting Band-Aids over something. Yeah. And this just gets to the base. And then we get to rebuild. And by the way, that was the thing, like looking at these lunations, these eclipses, I have a lot of hope for afterward. Like even though I think we're going to be economically doing some things, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. But we're dealing with real. That's Taurus. We're right. dealing with what real. What is real? And it is a time, I will say, to be, you know, more, more compassionate with self and others. And okay. even if, because this is, this is my feeling, this is that whatever strongly held, here's this fixed energy, whatever strongly, stubbornly held viewpoints, I don't care which side you're on, if mm -hmm. I'm following the laws of astrology, you if you're too calcified in your perception, you're going to be like put to your knees. That's yeah. an extreme case, but you're you will be faced with the imbalance of that perspective. Okay, so it's kind of either side, breaking it up, either a side. Bit. Like, exactly, we become so extreme and polarized. It comes in here, it breaks yeah. up all that kind of like stiffness. Yes, and it may be that your ideals. You're like, nope. Same ideals. I feel very strongly committed to this, but what may yield or shift will be, oh, understanding of others, maybe not... Not sharing that ideal. Not sharing that ideal and maybe, you know, coming from a place like, oh, okay, well, this is what they've been fed to believe is true. Right. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, maybe the, when I say the word ignorance, I just mean like... Not being aware. Yeah, not yeah. being aware. And so I think we're all going to be coming into awareness. So it's and a little just, bit of an enlightenment almost. Yes, and, you know, going to times where we work together, you know. Okay. It's the beginning. I'm not saying I think we're going to be all kumbaya by... <laughs> it's the renaissance. This. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what, you know, we're kind of moving towards. And so... That's positive. Wasn't expecting no, that. <laughs> no, but that... But this is the thing. We know this if... You know, if you're diagnosed, I feel like our, our nation, you know, even the world a little bit, you know, being diagnosed with, oh, you have a tumor, yeah. <laughs> you know, but let's go in and, and eradicate this. Yeah. Like, that's where we're at. Okay. You know, and I know this is so extreme how I'm saying it. But, but it makes sense. But here we are. We're all here for growth, right? Mm -hmm. We're all here for being able to move into our most radiant self, our most true self, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's... So we're looking at that collective energy. Would we also 
look to our charts to see what houses would be affected? Yes. Just like we said with the planets, look and see. But regardless if you have planets, this will be happening in a polarity of houses. And so you already Mm -hmm. know because the energy's already been there. Yeah. We technically went into Scorpio Taurus nodes on January 19th of this year. And then we've had one set of eclipses to sort of like, oh, there it is. In the springtime. You know, and here's the other thing, like not to rattle people, but to, you know, it, it's issues of security. It's issues of money. It's issues of debt. How do I spend my money? Oh my God. I, you know, I wish I'd been more conscious about how I was spending my money. Right. Or vice versa, where where can I be more generous, you know, is the other side or where am I? Where am I abundant? Yeah. And just... Yeah, so that that's what we're looking at. So if we look at um, two, the new moon, it's funny because I I just uh, asked Dominique before this. It's like, oh my gosh, remember we because we both helped my daughter Nina with her moon dweller, and this is where I came to this because I do all the forecasting, and so this was like a year ago when yeah. I was doing this, and I remember coming to these lunations this of where we are now and like oh there it is (laughs) we've all been waiting for this impending doom and I found it (laughs) I found the doom I I did it it. (laughs) and and I feel comfortable saying this because like I said it was like reading a book you know as I'm looking literally gripping story as I'm looking at these planets interfacing with each other but then it does continue that there is this radiance after these two, you know, after the new moon and then the full moon, that it's like, oh, there's tremendous hope. There's tremendous light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. So, like heaven's gates kind of thing. So beautiful. It's, you the know. The sunshine after the storm. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I encourage people to really go deep. But I had you, you know, it's like. <laughs> Hey, can you pull that up? Because I remember being able to language this in a better way. Yeah, <laughs> so it's beautiful. Go for it. <laughs> so I'm going to read this that I wrote last year because it does sound nicer than <laughs> I'm speaking <laughs> right now because I'm feeling dredged. Through, I'm going through the Scorpio mode right now. Yeah. Which it's all good. We're both there and we're like, we're I'm both fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and here's the other thing, like being able to do the work. We were talking about this earlier too. When things come up right now, you deal with it now. Immediately. Immediately. Because yeah. then there's so much benefit to this. Like, I know I sound down, but I promise it's, it. you come out radiant and clean, you know? So, okay, I'm going to read this. October 25th, new moon in Scorpio at 3.48 a.m. Pacific time. This is a new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. Venus begins her ascent her crossing from the underworld to above ground, from being a warrior goddess to a love goddess, from being a rising star, which she's riding at dawn when she's rising, (laughs) to being a setting star where she just has love and compassion. This is literally when this new moon is happening. And while the new moons, while new moons in general herald a reset point in the month, This particular new moon sends us into inner contemplation. This Scorpio moon is joined by Venus, who has just begun reassessing her strength, her power, vitality, and resources. She's assessing where she needs boundaries, when to assert, when to retreat. 
with the South Node in Scorpio as well, we benefit from building the courage to uncover the buried blocks that keep us stifled. With the ruler in this new moon, of this new moon, Mars and Gemini, beginning its retrograde cycle on this new moon, we are starting our journey to find light in the dark, to navigate back to our light, bringing lightness to our journey. So that's the new moon. And just, I'm so happy I wrote that because we know Venus is one of the benefics, right? right? Happy feelings. <laughs> happy feelings and, and help helper. And while she is in Scorpio, She's just been, she's just been where life is not easy in the underworld, Mm -hmm. but she's ascending into the light. So what that literally is, it means Venus is crossing the sun. And so that's what she does. She and Mercury have this relationship with the sun where they spend this time either as a rising star or a setting star because they're never far from the sun, but they behave differently based on which... Which orientation they have to the sun. Okay. So when we have this happening, there is benefit. We may not see it yet because we can't see Venus. She's under the beams. She's drowned out by the light of the sun, but she's there. <laughs> and she's moving into a more loving interface. And by the time we get to the full moon, she will be completely in light. We will see her beautifully setting on the horizon at sunset. But this is a thing that we will already, all of us will have that feeling of like, oh, I just am coming off the battlefield. I feel like I just got somewhere. Like a gasp for air. And then we look around, it's like, oh, there's there's war on the streets. Like, Mm -hmm. where what have you been doing while I have been with Hades? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so that tone is, is still... Oh, a little bit gripping. And then for the full moon, which is November 8th at 3.02 a.m. Pacific time, this is a full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So (laughs) this could be the most intense of the full moons this year. The urge to retreat into the womb of Mama Taurus is real because that's the thing. Taurus is... The womb, especially when the moon is there. So it's a placement where we know the moon is exalted and it's very strong. But I want us to look at this as not as a place to hide, but we want to look at this as a place to do that work. So the new moon, if we use this correctly, we're able to look at, run into, we were talking about this earlier too, the bison in Colorado. There's two types One, when they see a storm, they run as fast as they can towards the storm, which is what we want to do. Right. It seems counterintuitive, but then we cross it and it's much easier. It's over quicker. And it's shorter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other, the other uh, bison, they see a storm coming and they start running away from it. And then they end up in the storm for much, much longer because they're actually traveling with the storm. Right. So we don't want to shy away. If there's ever a time in our life right now, regardless of what your chart says, but yeah. certainly, yes, the houses that these are in, you're going to get the most bang for your buck if right. you focus your efforts on that. Don't let it fester, whatever it is. Yeah, just go straight into whatever it is. And you you can 
do this privately. As a matter of fact, that is how I look at this. You should, yeah. <laughs> that this is the work that nobody can do except for yourself. Yeah. And so if we go in, we can undo it. By the way, like working on it right now, we have a few days that we could do a lot of clearing just by being open to clearing. Open to clearing is, is a lot of the work. And so um, this moon space this exalted moon womb, that's the greatest place we could be to do this work. It's the safest place we could be to do this work. This is why we know this benefits us. We're moving through to a good place. So while we're in this Taurus moon space, we find ourselves sitting with our inner demons, trying to break free from the prison of our own self, you know, uh, unconsciousness. And so this isn't a bad thing. Everybody has this. Everyone's favorite activity, sitting with their inner <laughs> demons. <laughs> but what we have is this opportunity for these things to be seen, to be illuminated, and to be understood. Because that's that's what it is. We're taking the energy of fear out of this. So we're facing our fears, really, is what we're doing. And so with Uranus, we already said that earlier, that's the key planet sitting with this one. With the full moon is the planet Uranus, like exactly on the same degree <laughs> with the moon. Uranus doesn't let us sit idle, you know. Uranus is an active energy. Yes, okay. it is a very active. So, so sitting there, it may feel like an agitator because it has that not allowing us to sit, um, kind of creating an inner restlessness felt literally at the depth of the soul. But Uranus is there to act as a liberator. Like that's all Uranus is trying to do. It's like, that's why it's lightning. It's like, look, <laughs> break free. You're your own worst enemy here. You know, so there is a lot going on. And this work is best done solo. We, we said that earlier. And Venus, the ruler of this full moon, because Venus rules. Taurus. Taurus. So we've got a Venus eclipse and a Mars eclipse. Yes, Yeah. exactly. Cool. So Venus and Mars are the two planets really strong during this particular eclipse, uh, the nodal, nodal cycle, right. Taurus Scorpio. And so that Venus is sitting there with the sun, you know, opposite the moon, waiting for you to come out of your cave, <laughs> newly detoxed at a soul level and just able to more easily grasp the gifts of that North Node in Taurus on this evolving journey. So there is, it's sort of like be open to the dark night of the soul if that's okay. what um, needs to happen. Here's another thing. Say you are fine. You're like, I'm fine. <laughs> Maybe what you can do is hold space for other people. And the best way we can hold space for others is to just be understanding and forgiving and giving a little bit longer rope or just... You know, if you don't feel capable of doing that, don't add to the conversation. Yeah. Just retreat. <laughs> Go journal. Because it is a pretty Mary. reactive. Yeah, yeah reactive, we can be reactive. Volatile. Yeah, yeah. And just even in a mild, you know, just irritating. Yeah. Inflamed. But, <laughs> inflamed. But this is, it, this is when we can get the most work done. And again, I don't mean to sound negative. It's just... Like we all have this work to do and I think we will see a tone 
of this working collectively. Right. I have some really good friends who just got back from Cyprus. Cool. And Cyprus is very international, like, you know, for where it sits. It's, you know, and just the tone, she said, you know, and her husband's European, is that, you know, it's like this is a global thing. It isn't just a U.S. thing. Right. And so... That's good to know that, it, you know, it's not an isolated thing just no. with us. It, we're all kind of collectively, globally going through the same energy it's, and shifts. That's what I think. Like, if we go to the end of this, what do I think this is all for? Right. A lot of it has to do with us maturing okay. and knowing we're not on a bunch of little islands. Like, there are things that are very good to bring up and heal you know, we could say patterns within a collective group. Yeah. And they need their healing. They need their time. They need their acceptance. But then there's a point, okay, we're, we're going to need to work together yeah. at some point. And so that's where I'm going with this, that I think, you know, we're looking at the world in a place where we're better together than separate. Yeah, I love that. That's and, so like peace and love, beautiful <laughs> sunshine and rainbows for spooky season. So I love that. <laughs> and, it, you know, without even thinking about it, that is Taurus, right? Yeah. Taurus is ruled by Venus right. and Venus will be freshly becoming a love goddess. Ugh. So she's not looking to be enemies. She's looking, what does love do? It unifies. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of where we're that's going. That's beautiful. Okay, so a quick recap for anyone who's taking notes. A few things that you want to do during this time period between the two eclipses. Be more compassionate with yourself and others. Be forgiving and maybe, you know, cool it if you're feeling reactionary. Spend time in quiet reflection, retreat, journal, do solo inner work. Dig up the stuff that you have suppressed and work on it. Charge into it. Don't avoid it. Anything else to like really work on? You know, it's paying attention to what's right in front of you. Yeah. Don't have to go far. It's inner and within hand's reach. Love it's that. like the plant. Oh, there's the plant. The plant needs water. Okay. It's like that. It's, it's that, that simple. It's that simple. But we're not paying attention to it most of the time. Right. Okay. Exactly. So we're going. Do you have any prompts that might bring that up, like working with these inner demons or releasing during this season, like something to ask yourself, whether just like to reflect on it or journal? I don't want to give a prompt because I want you to go in and let it reveal itself to you. Uh, because it's going to be different for you than it is for another person and for me and right. for other. That's the whole point of this is that we're maturing into being able to identify things for ourselves. Okay. You know, that we are, we're needing to, that's part of the maturity. Yeah. So and it's just so, what inner work do I need to be doing? Yeah. And going and just looking at what what do I need to clear? What toxic energy, what toxic relationships, what toxic thought patterns do I have? More than anything, that's it. If we want to focus on one thing yeah. with Mars going retrograde in Gemini, yeah. it's what harmful thoughts do I hold? What toxic thoughts do I hold? What negative thought forms need releasing from my being? What negative thought forms do I need to break any and all contracts that I have made with these negative thought forms? Because okay. we do, negative thought forms, I know it sounds very, that's like a whole other podcast, but they have palpable energy when we interface with it. Yeah. And sometimes we inherit them. Sometimes they come down through you know, ancestry yeah. and our bloodline. So that would be a thing that, yeah, 
uh, which I said, no, I'm not doing it. And now here it is. <laughs> I have a perfect one for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, like, that's it. But only you know what those negative thought forms right. are. But that's a perfect thing to like explain this to someone who's like, I don't fully grasp what we're saying. And it's like, yeah. this is what you got to look at. Right. But right. do it yourself. Yes, because you you get to go into the cave alone. Like that was the thing I have to say when I was scanning this. And it really, it gives me goosebumps uh, last year, you know, and I'm looking at this particular time that we are now in. It was like this, you know, high budget movie, you know, <laughs> that was like, wow, look at all this stuff going on. And the one that I was thinking of in particular was like Clash of the Titans where Perseus was tasked, you know, to go in and, you know, he was working to save Andromeda, I believe. Now that I say it's like, do I know this? You know, from the the Kraken, release the Kraken. You know, I just remember. But you know, and there was a lot of you know some of the gods, goddesses peering down, were like trying to sabotage him. They didn't want him to succeed, and other ones really wanted him to succeed. And so they were giving him. This is like we're having our own like hero's journey right now. Okay, there's another thing. Ooh, you know what? I will give you the copy and you can put this in the show notes yeah. of a whole thing. For some, and some of you may already know the hero's journey prompting, but you can go through this. Boy, you want to give a place for this energy to land yeah. and have, how do I say that? It's like, you know, a catalyst, a place for it to move through. This would be a great thing because it is, it's like the hero's, your own hero's journey you're going in. And so we'll do that. But in, to finish up, like yeah. as I'm looking at the movies, you know, the the big imagery that they were giving me was like that, like Perseus having to go into Medusa's cave. He had to do it, but they gave him a shield. They gave him a sword. They right. gave him, he had that. The tools. The owl, you mm -hmm. know, that I think Hephaestus made for him. And so we are being given tools, but only we can go in and do the work. Only you can enter the cave. Yep. Okay. And we come out Harry Potter and victorious. the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> it's a hero's journey model. Yeah, we've got the Harry Potter, like the, the phoenix is going to drop him the hat that's got the sword in it, but only Harry can defeat the basilisk. Oh, that's right. This exactly. got really millennial really quickly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, last question, I promise. This is just real quick. There's a lot of pop astrology on social media that talks about things that you should do on full and new moons. And a lot of them are around setting intentions or charging your crystals. This is not the time to do either of those things. Is that correct? <laughs> so I'm happy you, you did ask that, that this particular new moon, to me, just like I said earlier, we might want to be more introspective right. than initiating out. Yeah, like forward you know, vision. Yeah. For, because here's the thing. The whole anatomy of a lunation cycle, it starts dark. That's new moon. The moon doesn't have light in it. And the reason why we set our intentions is that we give input as to how we want to fill that light up. So then it fills up with light and then it's full and then, then we're in a releasing mode. And that's why, you know, in general, we want to be clearing, you know, around that time. And so for this particular one, we're looking at more being open to the release, releasing whatever needs to be released. And 
you're allowed to ask for protection, whatever that means. I ask the forces of nature to protect my fields during this journey. If you believe in angels, I ask Archangel Michael for a golden sphere of protection. If you, whatever is your jam, you know, that you go to, just reinforce that so you know that you're safe to do it. The other thing with the crystals I just wanted to mention, cleansing in a full moon, yeah, you may not necessarily want that light on this one unless you want to leave like a crystal out and we ask for the nurturance of the Taurus moon, you know, to charge it. But eclipses are not energy that we want living in our crystals. Right, right. <laughs> if it's a temporary thing, that that's one thing. You know, and, and here's another little thing, because I, I mean, sometimes I'll do a, a full moon, but what is the full moon? It's the light of the sun being reflected back. I like good old solar energy just blasting my crystals. So yes. I will sit them out in daytime even. Right. It doesn't because do the, the moon is like filtered light, mm -hmm. which is beautiful. I think it's better for us to recharge ourselves because it's a way to gaze at sun light that you can look directly Without at. Without destroying your retinas. Exactly. <laughs> Non-retinal disruption. <laughs> so No, it's so true. I put mine out in the Virgo sun, obviously. And I'm just like, charge amazing. it up, baby. Please, please clean me. But it is, I think, will come out fresh. You know how you feel so good after a good cry? It's like, <laughs> yes, every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, we're looking at that possibility, like to have that real feeling. And then, you just feel, yeah, refreshed. And then we are moving into Sag energy. And Jupiter, you know, by the second lunation, by right. the full moon, it will have moved back into Pisces in, for this little bit of time. I love that. So Jupiter is sitting 29 Pisces. And Beautiful. And Sag. Jupiter is the greater benefit. Yeah. It's the, like, the, we talked about this before, I think, like, kind of, oh, no, that was Sagittarius with Santa Claus energy. But, like, yeah. Jupiter is, like, big benefic, like, fortune Yes, but, and in Pisces, yeah. and it will be also with Neptune. Neptune will be there, Ooh, which, nice. you know, we know this. I am a traditional astrologer. Yes. I do not give Neptune rulership. I don't <laughs> give the outer planets rulership. However, Neptune does have a natural affinity right. for Pisces. The dreaminess. <laughs> so Jupiter and Neptune, we're talking about in Pisces, it's doing work for us on a high celestial level. That like sounds it's, lovely. It's working, it's advocating for our spiritual selves. Cool. You know, whatever that means. You don't have, you can be an atheist and be highly spiritual, you know, meaning we all have a spirit, yeah. you know, and that we're like connected with nature, whatever that is. But whatever it is there, they're there helping us. And Jupiter in particular, that's a really lovely placement. Yeah. So, so there really and, is so much light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, and if I want to go one step farther on yeah. that second one, you know, like, don't give up hope. You can make it. Yeah. You know, that... Dangle that carrot. <laughs> Jupiter and Venus, the two benefics, will be trining each other, you know, so they're in harmony. Oh, they're yeah. working on both sides. And what you learned in the class and the yeah. course is... You know, Jupiter rules by day and Venus rules by night. Yes. So we're covered 24 hours. <laughs> like beautiful. all 24 hours yes. are covered. With like the happy, beautiful, lovely, bouncy. 
and working for our benefit. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are going to be so... Okay, you people. I keep trying to say it. <laughs> it's like I say you guys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're working to benefit you. Yeah. So so we're going to come out of this and we're going to be okay. It and just we, might like kind of suck for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And we better do a podcast for Sag that we like yes. click right in. I know. Go, Yay! Yay! We're good. I, like after we come out of this, like yeah. we, we opened up this episode with like everything sucks <laughs> for us right now. <laughs> we're just having like a total shit day <laughs> slash is. week. And but, yeah. you know, it probably like what it, today is September 16th, we'll say it, yeah. time of, of doing this. We are feeling sort of the um, the end of Virgo. Right. You know, so what is Virgo? The refiner. So it's already, again, pulling up and Mars is real. It's in its window of where it's going to be yep. when it is in retrograde. Yeah, so there we go. We have all the... All the stats. Yeah, we're we're gonna come out of it, and next time we talk to you guys, um, <laughs> we're gonna be a little I'll happier. I think. Yeah, we'll be we'll be much peppier. But I feel like we didn't leave you with uh, too much. I'm gonna spookiness and <laughs> the hero's journey. Yeah, hero's that, journey, and it buffers. Shannon, thank you so much for being here, for <laughs> guiding us through as our... Uh, <laughs> I'm happy I got it. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like you're holding the lantern as we yeah. walk through like eclipse season. It's all dark and you're like, it's okay, you guys. <laughs> it is okay, actually. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I say thank you instead. I'm like, Shannon, you were here today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you are. Yep, we did it. <laughs> we did it. Um, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you back here in the studio. As always, you're the best. We love you. We're obsessed with everything you teach us, so... Oh, well, God we bless. Will, we'll teach some good, some funner stuff later. Funner stuff next time. <laughs> next time. Alrighty, my loves. I hope this spooky season, Scorpio season, eclipse season survival guide has you feeling a little less frightened, perhaps more prepared, more empowered, illuminated, ready to take on the coming weeks with the most strength possible. We are in this together. I'm holding your hand. I'm holding you close. Wishing you a happy and safe Halloween. Next time we chat, I am going to be in full-blown holiday mode. So buckle up. See you soon. Aviento. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This Is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy Award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com. 